What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Welcome to 716 Together, a Western New York Audio Town Hall presentation of Cumulus Media Buffalo, designed to inform, inspire, and empower our community on issues that affect us all. Joining me, it's been a while for us to organize this. I'm so happy to have him, Bill Madison with the COPE Foundation. He is the executive director of COPE, and we've had chats back and forth, Bill, about your organization and uh, the wanting to get on and sharing the message. And the first thing I asked you is whether or not you'd be I don't want to say comfortable, but would you be willing to share your personal story and why you developed this organization? Yeah, um, well, that's pretty simple now. I mean, in the beginning, it was hard to share because you relive and peel in the scab every day, um, especially losing a child. So, and he was 29, but he's still my son. Um, so he had an on and off addiction. And I mean, he was not your typical guy underneath a um, highway bridge. He is one that was um, employed by three jobs. He had an apartment, um, you know, and looking at him, he had all his teeth, his complexion, his personality. That was him. Now, he was just so addicted because of the fentanyl is mm-hmm. what it was that he admitted he addicted to. So he overdosed January 5th, the day after his son's birthday, um, uh, 2019. And as hard as the struggle is, um, so it's not was as it is. I found something to benefit other people out of it rather than always sulking. And that's where I created Co- Co-Foundation 19. With your son, he was, you said he was 29? 29. And tell me if you can, was was there any warning before he passed? The answer is yes. The warning was, and it, you know, it's it's funny you say ask that because I I also counsel people as well. And with the comments I say, acknowledge the negative, but focus on the positive. I was that parent that was always focusing on what he was doing wrong, which was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. So warnings are his depression, noticing that he was drinking a little bit more. His um, anxiety and depression was mainly because he has children, but he struggled to have visitation with them. I was able to see them all the time, but I wouldn't allow my grandkids to see him if he was intoxicated of any or on something. Mm-hmm. So that he wanted to be super dad. So those signs were there and he would always go to help. Um, and then he'd come back. And the thing is, he just passed two drug tests. And then this happened. It was he videoed me um, hours before he died um, saying, where his heart is and his mind is, but he just, well, he was gone in the morning. Well, I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah. With that, you came to wanting to help other people with his organization. How did you, how did you pull yourself up to be able to do that? I mean, many people suffering (laughs) the same loss would just crumble, right? And you're here, you're here trying to help other people. Well, I guess the easy answer is I was grateful that I was in the community. I own a martial arts studio 
And <clears throat> so I get to know a lot of people. And fortunately, our sheriff in our Chautauqua County, I went to him one day and I said, can you help me? And then you mean from the law side, he's a very wonderful person, has a lot of respect. He guided me to a guy named Steve Kilburn at Mental Hygiene, who in return sent me to the um, county executive. And then Andy Goodell, assemblyman, and then it got to where now we're with all the politicians, all the um, wonderful people and the community. And it was built, I'd say, within two years. This isn't a quick fix. And then now we work under the umbrella with the county mental hygiene. Um, and when we have a moment, I'd like to share, we're hosting our first large event coming up in June. I know it's no mistake that we have you on today because we wanna make sure people are aware of your event. So that event is, I'm gonna read it so I don't misquote. It's called Hope for the North County. Hope for the North County is because South County, we'll call it Jamestown, New York, um, they get a lot of notoriety. They get a lot of services out there. And we do get a lot of services in the North, but not as many as we need. Um, more of the, you know, we want to do more of the um, preventive, preventive, more than the um, working with them while they're under the addiction. And we want to work different ways. So with the hope for the North County is not just having myself, Mental Hygiene and Cope Foundation, we're reaching out to all the um, community, we'll say, in the North County and letting them know uh, a gentle reminder that this is a very large pandemic because it's not just fentanyl. Now they have what they call carfentanyl mm -hmm. and it just gets larger and larger and things that were able to kill somebody on two grains, like the equivalent of two grains of salt, um, now it's four times the power. So getting the word out there and letting them know, not just for children, but adults. And um, helping them understand that this is why we're out here, how we can help and how we as a group can help each other. So with referrals, with services, with um, having a place, a safe place to contact. Because um, sometimes the hardest thing is to ask for help. Right. Now, you're, the COPE Foundation is an acronym, and I don't want to steal your thunder. So tell us what the acronym stands for. Oh, uh, Children of Opioid Parents and Empowerment. Okay. And so with that, you know, you're, you're describing your son as having children. Yep. Um, you know, so is, it, is that targeting, you know, that being able to assist those children kind of during the process of their parents' addiction? Or it, does it help children who have lost their parents to addiction? What is it? Is it both? Yep. Well, we work with high school age and down. Mm -hmm. We do not. The, the one thing that makes us unique, because I struggle to be licensed as a 501c3 in corporate because I was like many other agencies. And I said, no, I only want to work with the children. I call them the residual effect. Mm -hmm. So with the high school and down ages, so, yes, we work with them if they're guardian, because nowadays, probably close to one third of the children are with guardians or their grandparents, you know, mom and dads. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, <clears throat> the family unity is a past tense, which is not good. But <clears throat> so, yeah, so we work with these children and we let them know that um, teach them through our processes that this is not going to be how they have to be because mom and or dad or whomever are living this lifestyle. Mm -hmm. 
this does not mean how you have to. And we actually have licensed counselors that work specifically for these children. They're not general counseling. And it's been working very nicely. And, that's and, really great. And so you're, the event that's upcoming, you're mentioning, I know that you're in Fredonia. So, you know, yes. we're, we're talking to us up here in Lockport. Is there anything that the communities that are surrounding the Fredonia and, and the like can participate in? I mean, is there something that we can, you know, help join your, your efforts? The answer is simple. Yes. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. The easy answer is going to be because um, we always look for volunteers, always look for volunteers. And um, like currently, we're looking for somebody that's an events coordinator. They can live in Texas. It doesn't matter where. We communicate with these little things called phones now. <laughs> um, yeah. And so an event coordinator is what we're looking for, a fundraiser coordinator. Um, but anybody, we have somebody from Tonawanda. And she is a big help to us. And um, so that way, and also our goal is, in time, which is not too much time from now, we want to reach out to Erie County and then Niagara. Um, we have a connection at a couple places in Buffalo and with the Supreme Courts. We've already been, you know, asked. Um, but so the answer is, if people have any interest, if you have, if they, anybody has a child or relative that is affected by this disease with the drugs, opiates, contact me because... I'm the type of guy that, yes, we serve this county, but if there's a crisis, I'm not going to turn a blind eye because that's just encouraging me that, okay, maybe it's our time to reach out to a different jurisdiction. That's a good point. And as you're mentioning, too, that, you know, what are the chances that somebody has somebody in their family or a friend or, or an acquaintance or neighbor who has is struggling with this? Everybody. You know, I, don't, I can't say that anybody's immune to the effects of, of this addiction. Uh, and it's become even more frightening, as you mentioned, with the potency of these of these products, usually illicitly, mm -hmm. obviously retrieved and used, uh, without the person who who's using them even knowing that they're so dangerous. Um, do you point much of your effort in terms of like um, education to to warn, you know, school children and that kind of thing? Tell us about what the what the footprint looks like in terms of your outreach for educating. <clears throat> the, what our outreach to educating yeah, you have any kind oh. of outreach to even like work with the schools you mentioned kids but how do you, yeah. how do you get that kind of cohort our first first school that we were allowed to um because it's hard to get into the schools i mean and let's face it if if you have child in there you're going to be careful who's going to speak to your child mm -hmm. so the school looks for the children's best interest our first school was the fredonia middle school um they allowed us they have a program called sad which is students against destructive decisions. So it used to be drunk driving, but it's destructive decisions. So I didn't know that. So that's good. <clears throat> so, uh, well, and I didn't either. And I found out that one of the guys running this program happens to be my 14 year old son. Oh I didn't know it. Okay. <laughs> he's so humbled and modest. He didn't share it. And I'm like, Hey, you know, he's one of those kids. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, I'm proud of him. And he's kind of following dad's footsteps. But so we went to them and I've spoken to several other schools since then. And they said coming up for the 23, 24 year, they would like us to come in. So speaking to them is going to happen. And I want to see that we can hopefully get to each um, school at least once a year. 
That's a big reach, but I know you can do it because you've got the energy and passion to do it. So we wish you all the luck with that. Back to the event. I know you're looking for a coordinator to, you know, create an event and, and the future events, but do you have anything that's specifically planned for the June the event? Yeah. Why don't you talk to us about that? <clears throat> I have to stop before break, but let's talk, give us a start to what's going on. June 17th, um, it's going to be from 10 a.m. until noon. And it's at my location of my karate studio at 355 Central Avenue, Fredonia. Um, we're set up for 150 people. Um, and how what we do is we've got the mental hygiene, suicide prevention. We've got a parent that was an addict years ago and now is a counselor therapist raising her children alone and just doing amazing. We have a police officer from the Dunkirk Police Department that saved four lives with Narcan. Mm -hmm. And it was thankfully that he was just trained. So he got a merit award recently for it. Um, I chose not to be a speaker because I want the focus to be from other people. And, you know, and I think it to share the wealth, so to speak, I think it's going to be much more powerful. Um, we've got a lot of political parties coming in and sharing their input and what their experience of in their jurisdictions and um, communities about what they're seeing and how they need more outreach and um, what they're actually doing. So it's going to be beneficial for parents to come in and listen. And while the parents come, we have children activities and food set up as well. And with that, can people learn a little bit more about what your, your studio mm -hmm. offers? I know that exercise and being able to kind of kind of cleanse your mind and doing that kind of activity is a really powerful force. And I think you'd probably agree with that as being, you know, the one who has the studio and is an, I'm sure you, are you an instructor as well? I'm sure you probably know how to do all that, Bill. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a master level martial artist. Sure. I've done this, yeah, done it uh, 43 years. Um, I want to point out the answer to what you said is yes. In more ways, <clears throat> this is more personal than you can imagine because if you go back to when I was 16, I sat in jail cells because I was a heroin addict. Mm. Surprise. Um, I had all the addiction problems. I did everything, well, not everything bad, but I had an addiction problem of heroin and other things. And I was fortunate because after a couple of years of jail, I was offered go to the military. They don't do that anymore. I've never, since then, I don't drink, smoke, do drugs. I don't even do caffeine. The reason I'm sharing that is because um, <clears throat> I am living proof of it and there is a positive light at the end. Um, and it all depends. I'm using my resources from my experiences to do this. Um, and the martial arts is the reason I started is I was in jail and I learned from a Sifu, a Kung Fu martial artist. He helped me. Um, so yes, we're gonna be doing a couple demonstrations not simple board breaking, just some things of awareness and knowledge and some cool things for people to see. Um, and I chose for several of my instructors and the students to do it at 58 years old. I'm kind of tired of kicking high and everything. You can just watch that day, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to watch. Yeah, I'm going to tell them, good job. Um well, Bill, I just wanted to tell you before we go to break that I thank you so much for sharing that personal story because I think many people, I think many people who see others trying to help others walk through addiction, I think sometimes 
feel that there's not authenticity and credibility and like, how do you know what I was going through? Well, you can really share that and really on a personal level, be able to say, I can entirely relate to what you're going through. And I think that makes your organization even more powerful. And with that, I want to just have you give us a quick website and telephone number or something before we go to break, before we come back. Website, www.copefoundation19.com. CopeFoundation19.com. And the phone number is 716-281-3636. Perfect. We'll be back and you'll be able to tell that again, but just so people can check during break. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Don't go away. More of 716 Together coming up in just a moment. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? Reality remains reality no matter how hard you try to ignore it. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Again, I'm all here for the pop culture, people dating each other for the press. Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. Every so often, and by every so often, I mean literally every 27 seconds when the producer gets fired. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome back to 716 Together, a weekly forum to inform, inspire, and empower Western New York. Phil and I are having too much fun talking about and catching up. <laughs> it's been a long time in coming that we've been had this had this interview in the pipeline. So, um, although it's a very it's a very sobering topic, and that's not meant to be a, 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 a word that I use lightly. That is truly something we all need to be thinking about. Um, William Madison goes by Bill, and I, he's a martial artist. He's a, a, a nonprofit organizer. He's the executive director. He does a ton of stuff. And it just during break, we were talking about this wonderful garden that that he has gotten to be sponsored. Bill, I don't want to steal your thunder. Share with people maybe what we were just talking about and other things that we've missed so far. Okay. Well, um, I will mention that um, we were asked by the village of Fredonia, then the county to build a memory garden in the village of Fredonia. So now on uh, 25 Church Street in Fredonia, we have a beautiful memory garden and um you can view that by going on our website um and that there there's a name plaque so people who want to honor their um loved ones that have died from the drugs um we have name plates that go up there um the garden has a, a quick story of um why cope was has evolved and be, how it began began um and uh, you know it's just Pretty landscaping and it's just really it's an attention getter and so we're like i said we're just put on the um tourist site the tourist websites around here which i thought was a great honor it is and brings more yeah. attention to not only the people who are represented in that garden but also the idea and concept that you you're honoring uh the yeah. people lost but you're moving ahead with efforts to to fight this so i think it's a it's a great message all around Absolutely. Yeah. And it and it is getting the message out there because like I got a um email from somebody recently. I don't know who they are, but they said, Hey, I hear that's your garden. I don't have my name on it anywhere. It's not about me. It's about the Cope Foundation and everybody else. And I asked them, how did they get my name? Well, everyone knows you own Cope. I didn't know everyone knew that. But the nice thing is the notoriety there. Is not an arrogance. It's just a nice feeling to know that people know that I'm doing something positive. Um, it makes me feel good to know my son did not die in vain. Is that that's not okay? You haven't, you haven't mentioned your son's name, I don't think. What was what is your son's name? <clears throat> Thank you for correcting that. I know where you're going. Um, Justin Christopher Madison. He was born August 
eighth of '89. Um, he his nickname with me was Biddy. I mean, he was only five foot four, but he thought he was six foot four. Mm-hmm. You know, but oh, I'll tell you, he was an amazing young man. I mean, my younger son, who is now fourteen, those two just wrestle buddies. All the and I I don't just say this. The truth is, any pictures anyone has of my sons, it's fun. It's loving and caring and silliness. And um, I think that is one of the reasons I can move forward, um, not get over it, but move forward day by day because I know who he was. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a great guy. Um, yeah, he'll be missed every day. I struggle. Yeah. Today was a hard day for some reason, probably because I was talking to you oh. about bringing it all up. I had a hard time earlier, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. Well, as I mentioned in our first segment, I thank you so much for your your willingness to share your personal experience. It, it's, it's such a loss um, would be something that nobody could just get over and just managing the, you know, the sadness in a positive way like you are moving ahead, making it better for people and to be able to um, it, not, not many people can do that, Bill. Not many people can turn that sadness into something that's productive that helps other people. So really you are to be commended. And I know you don't want to take a lot of credit for it, but you really do need to accept the fact that you're helping so many people. And with that, you have an event upcoming. I want to make sure we don't, we don't spare any time in talking about it because we want to have as many people join you as possible. And you said that you're at your, it's 150 people. It's going to be at your studio but people are welcome from wherever they come. Is that true? So at Niagara County, we can all support you. Absolutely. I think it would be great. Um, I, I mean that because we're, we're coming to a place near you as a good sales technique is. And eventually, <coughs> sorry. Um, eventually we're going to be, like I said, we're aiming for Erie, Niagara counties. Um, so the answer is yes. That event is going to be something for a lot of education, a lot of knowledge, and bring the kids because we'll have children's activities. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Let's get into season four, episode three, Facade. People get picked on. I got picked on. But Scabby Abby, Scabby at the whole school. Yeah, I hurt me. I felt like it wasn't real. If I may, I want to defend the storytellers. The people who created this show wanted you to feel like these people were the worst people ever. They pretty much said the whole school of Smallville High are bad people. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. So important to bring the kids. And I think sometimes we're afraid of sharing bad things, like scary things. But the earlier our kids know that these there are threats out there and people, you know, I mean, the people that are lacing these drugs with really dangerous stuff, they're not out to be helpful. <laughs> you know, they're out to cause destruction and harm. And I think the more we can guard our kids with that knowledge, the better, the better off they are. And with that, it's on June. I want to make sure we say the right day. Is it Saturday? Saturday, Saturday June 17th, 10 a.m. till noon. Open yeah, and, and the, the tent will be outside. We have a big front yard, so it's going to be well tented and, and covered. Um, hopefully no rain. Um, I don't have my crystal ball out yet, but. But um, sun or sprinkle. <laughs> you'll, summer you're, sprinkle you're, we could take that. You're in business. Okay. Maybe, yeah. And you said I, no, no tickets required. No RSVP people can just show up. Just show up. This is a very open, people friendly. It's just going to be a wonderful time. Um, it's going to be a sad time for a lot of people, you know, and you're right, all ages, because that's why I was glad to speak to the middle school students. Um, I will say there was about 35, maybe a little bit more than that. When I spoke to them, a few of them were in tears. Mm -hmm. And obviously we, 
I, you wouldn't know them anyways, I, so I couldn't mention names, but one of them came up and said, you just described my household. I said, oh, and we've helped that person. And that person is in a safe place. Cool. So to, to hear that you affected and helped one person, somehow I have a feeling it's been a lot more than one. Mm-hmm. And I know our clients that we get to run through our our intake and our services, it's a lot more than one. Um, we have a waiting list. And which we're going to, funding is a big thing because people think when you own a nonprofit, money pours in. Not true. Oh, yeah. With with COVID and the pandemic, it's, it's only been more struggle, right? Uh, really bad. And <clears throat> I mean, I emptied out my 401k, which was tens of thousands to keep this floating. And I don't regret it. Mm-hmm. Um, we are starting to get decent funding in now. Um, and it, it, honestly, it's all based on being accepted by whom we are um, supported by. And with that said, can I mention some of our sponsors who Absolutely. really- Absolutely. Perfect segue. Okay. I will share it. Um, Nuisance No More is a pest control out of Erie County, Niagara County, and Chautauqua County, and Cattaraugus County. They're one of our large sponsors. Tim Hortons, Cummins Engine, ECR International, which is, um, uh, they make radiators and heaters and stuff for your house. And the, the funny thing is, one of them's in Connecticut. It's called the Wild Gifting Project. Um, so that's why I said, I'm not we're focusing on here but when there's a call somewhere else my wife and i took a weekend and drove out there Mm -hmm. um i am eager so and i'm ambitious so i'm able to do this so as of that it's it's a good thing we do a lot of fundraising we just met i do not know the child that died last september um but i know his name is billy i don't know him personally but his mother contacted me and she was hosting an event called um what is it called with love from billy Mm -hmm. so in in 10 seconds or less he would always dumpster dive and say here mom one day sell all this stuff she made crafts sold it all at a craft show with love from billy and made a fortune um and and we were we were part of it but the thing is it's just amazing just how everything, you know what I mean? It works out. Well, Bill, we're out of time. And I just want to thank you so much for coming aboard. You'll come back and talk to us after your event and let us know how you're doing. Yes? Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you. You take care. Be well. And thanks to all for listening in today. Hope we see you next week and take care in the meantime. Thanks for listening to 716 Together. Listen for new shows on the air every Sunday morning at 6 and on-demand podcasts posted weekly. This has been a presentation of Cumulus Media Buffalo. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. If you sacrifice your dream for the sake of satisfying someone else, that can often lead to ongoing resentment, which then poisons a relationship subtly, slowly, but it does. And if he doesn't want to let you down, then your dreams matter. Afford Anything, wherever you listen.